0: Welcome to Fearful, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the world of mysteries, paranormal phenomena, and all things terrifying. We will explore eerie tales of haunted places, unsolved crime, inexplicable events, and supernatural encounters. So embrace the fear and unravel the mysteries that lie beyond. My name is Jacko, and this is Fearful. Nature is a very wicked beast. She is ferocious and unforgiving in the wilds of the world, yet we have managed to lock ourselves away from her tight grip. But that doesn't mean we are immune to feeling her notorious wrath. When she sees so fit, she rears her head and bares her teeth in our direction. It can be in many forms—hurricanes, earthquakes, freezing temperatures, animal attacks, or a venomous sting. Our walls separate us from the daily struggles of nature, but they cannot protect us forever. Those who work on farms and raise livestock see firsthand how it is impossible to protect from Mother Nature. Coyotes can take down and shred a newborn calf in minutes with their ravenous jaws. The old get left behind from herds as they can no longer keep up and fall to the dirt helpless to the elements around them. Their caretakers eventually we will find their bodies lying in the fields partially devoured it is a sight that is all too common in this line of work mother nature is brutal that is the bottom line however many argue she is not the one responsible nor is she even capable of leaving cattle in the condition that some farmers find them in. Today, we are covering something that has the world divided. Something that seems too impossible, but yet has in fact taken place. Some claim government involvement, some brush it off as natural while others claim extraterrestrial involvement. This is the history of the 1970s cattle mutilation event. You see, in the 1970s, ranchers all over the country of the United States of America began reporting something strange. Now, I do want to make this very clear. This phenomenon, as you will, has been taking place globally, but in the 1970s, there seemed to be an extreme surge in reportings. Farmers and ranchers were finding their cows turning up dead. But this wasn't just the matter of deceased livestock. There was something much more strange and sinister at hand. The discovery of lifeless bovines left ranchers in shock as they stumbled upon a perplexing scene. The animals exhibited a very peculiar absence of ears, eyes, udders, anuses, sex organs, and tongues all seemingly expertly removed with a sharp and precise instrument. Not only that, but there seemed to be no sign of blood around the bodies. Yes, rain can in some cases wash away certain amounts of blood, but even in the instances of dry weather and fresh carcasses, blood did not seem to be present. Whatsoever. In fact, the carcasses themselves seem to be thoroughly drained of all blood entirely, with none even being left in their system or body cavity. Imagine, for a moment, you were a rancher, someone in charge of a herd, in charge of these creatures, raising and nurturing them. Eventually, you are sure to see tragedy, and perhaps, even have to make very hard choices, yourself. But a sight such as this would have sent a cold shiver down the spine of anyone who had come across it, no matter how long they had been in the line of work. It would seem so against nature, and instantly instill fear into your body. Further investigation into the strange findings would only add to the mystery, as no tracks or footprints were discernible in many of the cases nearby the area. No sign of anyone approaching the animal, nor leaving its remains behind. Dwelling on this idea for longer than a few minutes would bring on the revelation of how unusual this truly is. No footprints of any kind, which means no predators nor scavengers. It is strange to think that creatures who thrive off the remains of the deceased in the wild would not sniff out and approach an easy meal in fact it almost seems like the scavengers were actively avoiding the remains as if they knew something we did not the earliest recorded instance of the unexplained livestock deaths date back to early 1606 centered around the city of London and adjacent shires. Reported detailed large-scale slaughters of sheep, with up to 100 animals affected in some areas. Strangely, only the tallow and certain internal organs were removed and taken, leaving the entire carcass and fleece untouched. Various conjectures were put forth with a prevailing belief that the phenomenon might be linked to some form of fireworks. This peculiar outbreak was documented in the official records of the court of James I of England. In the late 19th and early 20th century, Charles Fort compiled numerous accounts of cattle mutilations as well in England. While in 1966, John Keel, accompanied by Ivan T. Sanderson, investigated similar cases in the upper Ohio River Valley around Jalapisus, Ohio. However, the phenomenon in 1967, during which the Pueblo Chieftain published a story about a horse named Snippy, who was mysteriously killed and mutilated, in Alamosa, Colorado. On September 9, 1967, Angus King and her son Harry discovered the lifeless body of the three-year-old horse. The horse's head and neck had been meticulously skinned and defleshed, displaying precise cuts. Notably, no blood was present at the scene, and a distinct medical odor permeated the air. This case garnered widespread media coverage, marking the first instance where speculation about extraterrestrial beings and unidentified flying objects surfaced in connection with the mutilations. However, an investigation conducted by Wadesworth Ayer for the Condon Committee concluded that there was no evidence supporting the assertion that the horse's death was linked to abnormal causes. When the Lewises, who owned the horse, contacted Alamosa County Sheriff Ben Phillips, he dismissively suggested that the death was likely caused by a lightning strike. However, he never even bothered to visit the site in his investigation. This brings us to the period between April and October of 1975 during which an alarming surge of nearly two hundred cases of cattle mutilation was reported in the state of Colorado alone. Each case presented eerie sightings of mutilation that seemed to defy natural explanation. Reports of dead cattle, missing ears, genitalia, eyes, utters, and, quote, cord out anuses were reported, all of which seemed to be done with extreme precision. The lack of blood and tracks were also among the common theme that ties these events together. Far from being relegated to tabloid sensationalism, The issue of cattle mutilation had risen to national prominence. In the midst of this, the Colorado Associated Press recognized it as the state's top story of the year. Responding to the gravity of the situation, Colorado's then-Senator Floyd Haskell called upon the Federal Bureau of Investigation... Also known as the FBI, to intervene. As the 1970s progressed, cases of cattle mutilation continued to proliferate across the American heartland. By 1979, with thousands of reported incidents and millions of dollars in livestock losses, the FBI finally initiated an investigation into the cases of reported occurrences. Ultimately, the FBI's inquiry sought to dispel notions of mysterious forces at play. On January 15, 1980, the Bureau officially closed that investigation, asserting in a statement that, quote, quote, None of the reported cases have involved what appear to be mutilations by other than common predators. Despite the FBI's conclusion, many locals express their disbelief in the FBI's finding. After all, it's not like the FBI has ever lied to the public before or anything. Right? Sheriff George A. Yarnell of Ebert County, situated south of Denver, vehemently disagreed with the report and even went on record stating to the New York Times, quote, I've been around cattle all my life, and I can sure tell whether it's been done by a coyote or a sharp instrument. To which, I believe he is right. The difference between a precise tool and a predator or scavenger is stark at best. The flesh is torn and ripped away from the carcass in random ways while another animal feeds on the remains before it. With a sharp tool, it is exactly that. Precise. It makes clean and clear lacerations through the muscle and through the tissue in a way that is recognizable even to an untrained eye. Think of injuries you have sustained in your life. A scraped knee, perhaps, next to a cut you may have sustained from chopping vegetables in the kitchen. One ripped your flesh, while the other sliced clean through it. As previously noted, the enigma of livestock mutilations extends beyond the confines of the 1970s and the borders of the United States, and it has persisted through even recent years with reports involving sheep, cow, or even horses being affected. While similar events and incidences occurred across various timelines, the cases from the 1970s simply garnered the most widespread attention due to the sheer number of reports. In regards to this debate surrounding the cattle mutilation, opinions generally fall into two sides those who view the phenomena as unexplained occurrences, and those who attribute them to normal cattle death, repackaged as something more mysterious. For proponents of the unexplained perspective, theories about the possible explanations have varied. Some within law enforcement communities suggest that the mutilations were a result of people engaging in peculiar, quasi-religious rituals. In 1980, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, also known as the RCMP, attributed the mutilations to an unidentified cult. While the Department of Criminal Investigation in Iowa Asserted that satanists were responsible. Reports from affected ranching communities often mentioned a correlation between mutilations and sightings of mysterious unmarked helicopters in the skies. Some ranchers Facing significant losses, believed that the federal government was involved, speculating reasons such as the testing of biological weaponry. The animosity towards the government grew and became so intense that the Nebraska National Guard adjusted helicopter altitudes to 2,000 feet instead of the usual 1,000 feet, for safety, as panicked ranchers began shooting at helicopters that flew across the sky above their land. On the other hand, some attributed the mutilations to unidentified earthbound creatures. In an eerie backdrop of Skinwalker Ranch in northeastern Utah, where paranormal activities were commonplace, rancher Terry Sherman found himself grappling with cattle mutilations after acquiring the property in 1996. These incidences coincided with bizarre encounters, including Terry Sherman witnessing a wolf-like creature three times the size of a normal wolf in seemingly impervious to rifle fire. Another researcher reported spying an odd humanoid creature with piercing yellow eyes from the vantage point of a tree. While this tale in itself is for another time, it certainly could give some supernatural explanations. Some believe Terry's stories and experiences, while some theorize about the mutilations and how they could be connected to the possible visits from beyond our earthly realms, something more extraterrestrial. Delving into the intricate tapestry of animal mutilations, Linda Moulton Howe, a filmmaker, science reporter, and Stanford-educated author, immersed herself in the investigation of over 1,000 individual cases of mutilation. Her dedication to this pursuit even earned her a prestigious Emmy Award for the compelling 1980 documentary, A Strange Harvest. In her subsequent 1989 book, An Alien Harvest, Linda ultimately arrived at a striking conclusion. There indeed is extraterrestrial involvement at hand. Whether aliens, wolf-like creatures, scavengers, predators, Satan-worshippers, or cultists, the fact remains these cattle have died and are strangely missing pieces to their body. It is almost certain that each and every case does not have the same cause. It is possible that each theory solution can be attributed to an incident out there somewhere. Mass hysteria has been brought forward as a possible solution as well. A farmer reading headlines, for example, of strange occurrences then finding one of his own her dead out in the field. He may jump to conclusions and claim a supernatural event prematurely. Maybe this is true. Maybe there was mass hysteria in the 1970s. This still does not explain cases from today nor back to the 17th century. The truth is, someone Or something is mutilating cattle across the globe, and we have yet to discover how or why. Maybe someday, a rancher out there will witness the event firsthand and be able to offer us an easy explanation. But until that happens, we will be left with our own opinions on these cattle mutilations.